0: You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 51. And you're going to love this one because we've got Chris Worth of noquitliving.com. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and wealth. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my mission is your success. Hey, it's Aaron, and before we get started today, I wanna make sure I take a second to give you one gift and also give you one reason why, if you grab this gift, it's truly gonna help you out. The gift is a free copy of my book, Million Dollar Influence, How to Create Life-Changing Connection, Trust, and Impact in Your Business and Life. And the one reason that I want you to grab this gift is because if you're a listener of this show, whether you listen because it helps you in your business or you listen because it helps you in your personal life or more than likely both, if you're succeeding in either context at home and at work it's going to be because of your ability to influence others and that's exactly what this book helps you to do because not only do you get to do you learn the mistakes that most people make when they're trying to be influential you'll also learn the mandates the things that we must be doing if we're going to effectively influence others and build relationships and get a foundational understanding of human behavior so it all comes together in an authentic and sincere way. So go ahead and grab your copy of Million Dollar Influence at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash MDI. That's AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash M-D-I. All right, Chris, welcome. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Unbreakable Success. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing great. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. First of all, I gotta thank you. For those who don't know, Chris was kind enough to allow me to jump on his podcast about a week or so ago, right? Uh, we did yeah, that. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's got a, a, an awesome podcast. Um, and Chris, for anybody that doesn't know you or know your show, can you can you just plug it right now for 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 the benefit of everybody listening, so they can check it out and see what you're up to? No, I appreciate it. So the the show is called No Quit Living, and basically the mo
1: of our show as well as our company is just to motivate and inspire people to never give up. And we work with Entrepreneurs, We work with traditional employees of companies. We work with corporations, teams, and it's just a really fun atmosphere. And I think the one thing that we talk about a lot is accountability and self-accountability. And as I said, I feel that there's so much negativity in the social media world and the media world in general that we want to be that one place where people can come to and know that they're going to be inspired and motivated to never give up. Yeah,
0: I I love it, man. I think that's part of the reason that we vibe so much when uh, when we met. Uh, big shout out to Brian Falchuk again for introducing us. I feel like every three episodes on my show, I'm thanking Brian for introducing me to somebody. Uh, now, now he, to- <laughs> he told he told me he told me to plug him too and he said he'd give me
1: fifteen hundred bucks. So Brian, uh, thank you, my man.
0: <laughs> oh man, all right, we'll split it down the middle. <laughs> Uh, Chris, uh, tell us a little little about what you're doing, because I I love the concept of No Quit Living. Um, Just if if, if any of us listening, just sit back and kind of think about that and let it soak in for a second. The idea of No Quit Living. Where did that where did that come from? Because I have no doubt there's there's a reason behind uh, that name and that title and the reason you named your your business and what you're doing. No Quit Living. How did that start? Yeah, no, there's definitely a
1: a story behind it. So a uh, few years ago, I think still to this day, I subscribe to about five or six daily quotes of the day. And I was, I don't know if I was going through a tough day or just having a tough morning, but one of the quotes that came across my desk was by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, which is "It's always too early to quit." Mm. And what I what I ended up doing was I ended up printing that out a couple times. I think I enlarged it and. Lo and behold, a couple of years later, I was looking at different things. And I don't know why, but no quit living just just stood out for me. And I am a former uh, college basketball and college tennis player. I coached AAU high school and college basketball for a while. So for me, sports and college has always been kind of my my driving force. And the one thing that I realized now working with teams, corporations and individuals on the coaching, speaking and training com- uh, aspect of our business is Every single person, whether you're a millionaire, a billionaire, or you're 21 years old just getting out of college and into the real world, everybody encounters obstacles and challenges. It's not a question of if if, and when. The question is what's going to happen when adversity hits you. And for me, the whole MO behind No Quit Living is whenever you get hit head on and when you get knocked down, you always have one of two choices. You can either get up or you can just stay there. And for me, the whole – mo behind it is just to motivate people to just keep going and the thing that i I find so interesting in in business and life in general is that it's the failures that make you great and it's it's not the wins and and nobody ever says you know this championship season was amazing we never lost everything was happening that doesn't happen it's the year before when you get completely annihilated in the playoffs or guys get hurt or in business, you know, you have a terrible four or five months and all of a sudden you just get it. And, and the reason is I find nine out of 10 times, it's because you keep going and you yeah. need to learn, you need to learn from, from those failures. So for me, a lot of the whole concept came from just the sports world where everyone loses you know there's never been a team that won every single game all the time yeah. and, there's nev- and there's never and there's never going to be a team you, even you know you look at some of the best teams you could say you know the Yankees you could say the Patriots you can obviously fill in different teams as great as those teams are they lost way more often than they've won, and I think that's the one thing with sports I love is that there's always a next game, and it's really important. Josh Pastner, who's the head coach at Georgia Tech, the men's basketball program, was on my show a couple weeks ago, and he had a rough season this past year, and and I basically asked him a pretty candid question. I said, how did you guys keep going? And he said "It it was because of their culture, and he said something offline, which was interesting, is he said, Chris, I know a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. We're going to be really, really successful, and he said we're going to be able to look back at the 2017-2018 season and say that season helped build us to the next level we are today.
0: Yeah, there's some, there's so much wisdom in that, Chris, and uh, it, 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 the whole, that whole premise reminds me of. Uh, you brought up quotes, and as you were talking, it, I couldn't help, my favorite quote just popped in my head. Um, from at least my favorite from Tony Robbins because I got so many f- quotes, I can't really narrow it down to one. But he said our people's biggest problems. Our biggest problem isn't that we have problems; it's that we think we're not supposed to have any. And I remember the first time I heard uh, Tony say that, I was like, "Wait a minute, well, what?" And but then you know, it took a minute to sink in, and, and it's true because so often our our biggest struggle isn't the problem itself. All the time, it's it's very often the culture that you know thinks should be easy. We have this instant satisfaction society, which is phenomenal in so many ways. I'm a a tech guy, I love gadgets and, and, you know, tools and innovation that makes life more convenient. But at the same time, there's also the balance of reality that if we're not struggling, if we don't get knocked down, if we don't get hit sideways and learn how to deal with it and grow from it, it makes everything so much harder because the challenges are gonna come. For some people, those challenges will be massive and for others, you know, they won't be so traumatic. But in either case, there's always going to be something that we have to get resilient about. Um, so I love what it is you're doing and, and the method, message that you're spreading to help people uh, deal with that and grow from whatever they're going through. So how did it start out for you from um, from the aspect of this platform that you have? Because you got a beautiful website now. you got this this amazing podcast with some really brilliant guests. You're, you're networking with so many people, uh, You know, some of which we both know that are thought leaders and things of that nature. But how did you go from what you were doing traditionally to building what you've built up to today? That's a great question and and I appreciate the the kind words.
1: Definitely still still getting there. Not uh not satisfied and definitely not where uh, where we hope to be. But you know the interesting thing for me is everybody's familiar with the concept of six degrees of separation. Yeah. And you just you just mentioned something really interesting about gadgets and technology. One of the things we talk about, two components actually, is one degree of separation and then one degree to your greatness. So mm-hmm. to a- to answer your question very simple is I made a decision about two years ago that I wanted to launch a podcast. Mm-hmm. I made a decision that I wanted to be a, a well-sought-after speaker. And, and I want to be very clear is, is – I didn't say famous or wealthy. What I, what I made the decision is I wanted to be a sought-after speaker. And the reason I use those words is because I want to take this platform of No Quit Living to different areas. And the reason it's not just about me, it's the reason it's No Quit Living, is I want this to be a legacy for myself and others. So mm-hmm. what I did was I very humbly asked people for help. I asked people for advice. I asked yeah. people for suggestions. And I said to people in my corner – and people that I didn't know that weren't in my corner yet I said I'm looking to launch the show or I'm looking to become a speaker would you help me and one very quick story you and I talked offline a little bit before we went with the recording about speaking events and and a couple paid speaking events and I know you you launched uh, excuse me you got your first uh, one today so that's awesome yeah. um this morning I got a speaking offer for a company and Bob Berg who is the author of the Go Giver series and one of the most sought after speakers out there has become a very good friend of mine and a mentor. And I forwarded him that email. And today actually, he just released his most recent book, The Go-Giver Influencer. So today he's crazy busy. And I shot him an email, forwarded him the offer from the company. I said, Bob, do you have two minutes at any point today to just, I could pick your brain. He literally called me five minutes later and we had about a 10 minute conversation and he walked me through that. So my point of that story, my point of that story is, for any of your listeners out there that are looking to do something or take something to the next level, is you have to be willing to humble yourself in some ways and ask for help. And, and now, when I say help, it's not, "Hey, uh, would you mind giving me, you know, a couple hundred dollars?" Or, "Hey, Aaron, you know, would you give me five thousand dollars?" That that's not for me definition of a help. That's asking for a handout. No. What I would say to you, and I would I would switch it up if if I hadn't launched my podcast and I was about to, what I would say to you is, "Hey, Aaron, I'd love." For if you could give me 10 or 15 minutes of your time, whenever it works for you, I'd love to pick your brain because I have a couple questions as I'm about to launch my podcast. Yeah. You're you're probably going to be very willing to give me 10 or 15 minutes as opposed to if I said, hey, Aaron, would you give me a couple hours this afternoon? And the yeah. reason I, I say it that way is my father always taught me, my mother always taught me is, is if there's somebody you want to connect with, you can do it in a professional way. And I feel that if you do that in today's day and age, you still have to put the work in. You know, you can Google anybody. You can find them on social media. But at the end of the day, you still have to do it in a professional manner. And I have found that so many of my close friends today, and you mentioned some of the same people that we, we speak with, uh, with and we speak about and that we've had on our shows, is they're just great people. Yeah. But you, st-
0: you still have to approach them in a professional way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I totally agree. I, I love what you're talking about with the idea – of um, just being willing to reach out people, reach out to people, and let them know what you're up to. And I, I think the reason it works, and I think the, I'm pretty sure the reason it definitely works for someone like you is uh, there. It's the intention behind the message that always somehow gets through. Uh, because I'm sure you know there's plenty of people that just fire off these emails to these big names and thought leaders and people that because they want to somehow piggyback onto their following or their you know their email list or something like that in order to get something from that person but i think in the case of what you're talking about is when you have something that you're looking to build that is obviously for the benefit of someone beyond just you like you're looking to build a culture you're looking to build a community for a specific reason and you're looking to, to, to service a group of people. And when you ask someone for support in order to be able to help another group of people, it comes across totally different. And I, I think the authenticity and, and the intention behind these asks are what makes a big difference. Um, I'm with you. When I started my podcast, I just I shot a couple of emails just being really blunt and honest about what I'm doing. Like, hey, I'm looking to start this show. You know, would you be willing to join me in in helping us grow and and let me share the message that you're up to and you know there there won't there won't they won't all be yes uh yeses but the yeses are found in the land of nose uh to quote somebody a heck of a lot smarter than me and i can't remember who it was uh but the yeses are are out there you got to be willing to take some nose and just be authentic in what you're doing and really come from a place of service and and good things happen which is obviously happening for you so uh so what what was the next step after you just started reaching out and, and getting people and making that decision to, to start the show number one um how did it sort of all evolve after that uh, yeah
1: a lot of work yeah. a lot of yeah. work you
0: know my um
1: my partner with my podcast and my editor i know you know him wes ye yeah. we actually we actually met when i was speaking at a at a different convention for my financial company and we just connected. So he was one of the main parts as far as helping with the music and the editing. And he does a lot of the stuff that he gets little to no um, credit for. Obviously I give him all the credit, but a lot of people look at me as the host and they don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. But, you know, it's interesting. I I would say that for me, the next step was obviously, as I I referenced is the hard work. But Mm -hmm. the other thing was, was connecting with some of those great people that, in essence, got on my bus. And it doesn't mean that they're on my bus every day, every week, but they helped along the way. For example, John Lee Dumas has become a buddy of mine, and he was uh, guest number five on my show. I've been on his show. and We've helped actually introduce quite a few people, but he's become a buddy where I can ask him some questions, and, and he's he does a show a day. He's the host of an amazing show, Entrepreneur yep. on Fire, and he literally does 365 releases every single year, and <laughs> yeah. um, mine are t- every Tuesday and Thursday, and, and that's overwhelming. But... My my point to the – or my answer to your question is I put the work in, then I connected with the right people. And mm-hmm. I think I definitely owe this to, to my parents and probably a lot of the good coaches I had along the way is I took out a, a pen and I shut my mouth more than I opened it. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is is you have to be willing to ask the questions, but then you need to listen. And for me – I think to my credit, I humbly listened and I definitely smacked my head against the the wall a few times. But I realized pretty early on, I said, I can do this either one of two ways. I can try to do it all by myself or I can try to get those right people, the good people and the people that I know have my best interests. But it goes back to what you said is I think people read through the BS, meaning, you know, when the people send those emails or phone calls, like, oh, Aaron, you're the best. You know, I'd love to talk to you. You know, sometimes they'll get through as far as but people Really connect with genuine people. Where you say, "Look, Aaron, yeah. I know you're busy. I know you have a really good podcast. I know you have another life as well and a family. If you could give me five or ten minutes sometime over the next week or two, if you tell me when it works for you." And that's the one thing that I that I would say with my show is, I recorded 100%, and still to the most part on my on my guest schedule. Now, obviously, it'd be great to say that I only record Mondays from you know 8 a.m. till 3 p.m., but I'm not at that level yet where I can. Yeah. So that that was pretty humbling where I had to. Kind of finagle my schedule and be willing to to say okay i got to reschedule this or i got to do that and then I i have one question for you that i didn't ask on my show is what was the longest runway from beginning to end when you where you got where you wanted to but then you ended up getting a guest on the show how long did it take for the longest guest oh geez
0: man probably i'm trying to go through the mental rolodex here as far as time making a request to time of recording
1: or just or just how long it took you to to
0: actually land land someone? Uh probably probably a couple months. And I can't think of who it was. I remember there was somebody I reached out to and I kept pinballing around. That's obviously I still have some of those balls up in the air right now <laughs> <laughs> that just haven't landed yet.
1: The reason uh, that,
0: the yeah. reason I ask is um one of
1: my one of my favorite guests I've had is the author John Gordon whose I guess most famous book is probably The Energy Bus, but Yeah. Um, It took over six months from the beginning nice. to the end. And it was the last conversation I had with his assistant where I basically said to her, I said, I know it was it was right before his, his most recent book in April of last year launched. But I said to her, I said, John is such an important guest for me, not from a fame, but because I truly believe in, in what he does and how he does it. I said to her, I said, if you schedule out a week, two weeks, three weeks out, you find a time that works for John's schedule that won't impact travel or won't impact family time. And I said, if you tell me that time, I said, I'll put it in my calendar. And she literally emailed me back three minutes later and gave me a time. And, and yeah. so my the reason I share that story is because people say, well, you've had some pretty big guests. And, and I say, yeah, I have. And I'm, I'm extremely humble and grateful for it. But what people don't realize from the outside is that it takes a lot of time and effort. And, and I yes. think to your to your show and to mine and others is, you know, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that uh, we both can relate to. And I'm sure everyone kind of understands in their own way. But uh, it, it, the truth is we have to be willing to humble ourselves one way or another and remember that the mission is more, imp- is more important than us or our egos or our, our status, so to speak. Like in your case, being completely flexible about um, accommodating the time and the schedule for the guests that you want to have on the show and it's, it's those little things that speak to, like I mentioned earlier, those little things speak to the authenticity that you're, that there is no ego involved. It's just like, look, you know, there's, there's something that I know you have that would be valuable to others, and I'd love to expand that. Um, there, there, there's something authentic about that, and, and, and people, people appreciate that. And I certainly appreciate, about, appreciate that about you just from the, the brief amount of time that we've gotten to uh, know each other a little bit. So what's, uh, you mentioned hard work a couple times, and I'd love to get your perspective on something. When it comes to this, uh, the idea of hustle, because I know still today, especially in the entrepreneurial world, the word hustle is sort of a cliche that's thrown out there, almost like a badge of honor. And I I definitely come from a sports background when I was in high school and stuff. I I agree with the the power of and the necessity to be willing to put in the work, but What's your thoughts on that when it comes to business? Do you think there's a line to be drawn or at least some intelligence to be added to the mix when it comes to the idea of hustling to be able to create the success and the, and the mission that you're looking to achieve? I'm really glad you you mentioned that and, and asked it that way because I think
1: something that that's come about and it gets thrown around, and, and I think Angela Duckworth wrote a book about grit, and I think there's been three or mm. four other books in the last two years that have had grit. In some capacity, in the title, and I think, an often overused concept, I think, is that hard work wins all the time. And yeah. and now I want to be extremely clear: is is I take a huge amount of proud pride, excuse me, in being a positive person. And, but what I what I mean by that is, hard work is a huge component of success. I don't care business, life, sports, being a parent, being a sibling, any any you you fill in the blank. Yep. But but. I think when it comes to entrepreneurs and business people is a lot of people think they can just outwork everybody. And they say, you know, I don't need a business coach or I don't need an accountant, I don't need to have the best website or SEO and all that. And I'm not saying you do or don't. But my, my point is to your question, I find that so many people look at the work component and having the grit and the hard work. And please, please don't take this the wrong way. You definitely need those. And those are hugely important in every aspect in any field endeavor, part of life. But what you need to do, and I take it a step further, is having the best work ethic and working harder than anybody's is definitely going to put you a leg up in different areas. But what I always teach and speak about is with that said, you still need to have the right people in your corner. Yeah. And I th- and I think where people miss the disconnect by my definition is they overemphasize the hard work, working hard, not sleeping and, you know, grinding twenty four seven. And that's that's good in some ways. But as a as a former athlete and coach myself is you can't go twenty four hours a day every single day. Now I have to be fully honest, I've had a couple all nighters in the last year or two just because I'm working on some on some things and I'm sure you have as well. But yep to me, what I would say is, is to the people that, and hopefully it answers your question is the hard work, the grit is, is insanely important, but it's also so important to make sure that you have those right people in your corner, because those are the ones that are going to push you and challenge you. And they should challenge you to the point to say, look, Aaron, I think we need to, you know, just a one degree difference here, or I think we need to change lanes here. And the reality is when you're working nonstop by yourself and you're grinding, it's hard to see what other people see. And, And for me, I definitely went through the, the um, time in my life where I was going to do it all myself. And, and I think, again, I go back to my parents and a lot of the great coaches I had is somewhere along the way, probably about five or six years ago, I realized that, you know, I can do this my way and grind it out or I could, you know, get help from other people. and It's probably going to be a little quicker and easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you, especially with the idea of of having people in your corner um, having a coach or a mentor, or even if it's just a, a virtual coach or mentor, somebody that you can follow to keep you on track. You reminded me of, of my basketball uh, high school basketball coach, and he would he would work the heck out of us, <laughs> like relentlessly in practice. But one of the one of the biggest things I remember him saying to us, over and over again after those grueling practices, is, guys, get your rest. Like you have to get your rest and recover and we'll get back at it tomorrow. And I'll never forget that because it was this crazy balance of, you know, having that time set aside to work your butt off and do what it takes to improve your, your craft. And in that case, it was basketball. But it's, it's, it was such a life lesson that, yeah, you got to put in the work. But yes, you also need to, to shut things down for a minute, rest, recover, analyze what you're doing and where you're headed. Um, so you can make sure you're in the right direction. Cause if we're always keeping our heads down, just thinking, just working will help us get there. And we don't pick our head up for a second to look to see where we're actually going. Um, things can get mucked up. So I'm, I'm totally with you there about, uh, having the people in your corner that can keep you on task. It's certainly made a huge difference, huge it, difference for me in my life and business. That's for sure. You know, it's interesting just to interject for a second. I, was a high school
1: uh, head basketball coach for a couple of years, and the first year, I happened to, or we happened to, excuse me, win the New York State title. And nice. it was it was probably about a week or two into January, and we were going into the last, I think, six or seven regular season games in our in our conference, and then heading into the conference playoffs, and then ultimately the New York State tournament. And I had a great assistant coach by the name of Marco, who was a few years younger than me, and and there was like a probably a six or seven day period where we decided that we needed to take a break from from practice not meaning take a break totally but I I definitely owe a lot of the credit to him where two out of those days he came to me and said coach he said you know guys are you know a little banged up tired he's like why don't we switch lanes today why don't we focus on some shooting some ball handling why don't we get a good sweat in but why don't we get them to the training room and why don't we get them like you said the rest and and I don't think I, I I don't I know actually that if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have done that on my own. Yeah. and that's the that's the importance of having having a good team and those good people in your corner. Now, I can't say factually one hundred percent whether we would have or would have not ended up winning the New York State title because of that, but I can tell you that it definitely ha- helped. and the reason I share that story is it's just so important to not only have those people in your corner, by your side in front of you behind you, mm-hmm. but, you need to listen to them and, yeah. and the flip, flip side, I talk about this all the time on my show, is you have to then be in their corner as well. So for example, if you were in my corner and I always knew I could count on you and, and whenever I called, you always picked up, that's a great thing to have, but the flip side is I gotta be that same person for you. So when you have a challenge or a problem yeah. or you need to call me, it can't be where it's like, hey Chris, it's Aaron again, you know, called you yesterday, day before, uh, you know, give me a call back and I think that's one of the disconnect where people don't understand is if, if you have those people in your corner, you need to make sure that you're the, that person for them as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You got to be willing to, you know, reciprocate and be the person that you're that you're looking for. Um, and that's that's so true in business relationships, life, you name it. Uh, I, I'm, I I'd, I'd love to, to shift gears for a second because I'd really love to get into some of the work you do and some of the concepts that you that you teach. And you, I know you support entrepreneurs and and, and different professionals. So what's some of the, in a nutshell, if, if you were to describe yourself, uh, what you do when you're working with a client or a group of clients, um, what's what's the the main thing that you enjoy teaching and sharing with the, the people that get to work with you?
1: No, I appreciate that question. So the big thing for, for us is we focus on two things, accountability and self-accountability. And it's something that I, I really enjoy. And, and I've been very fortunate to be a speaker on, on quite a few stages this year, and the a lot of people have introduced me as Mr. Accountability or Mr. No Quit. <laughs> Somebody has said, you know, you're you're the accountability coach, which I which I love to hear because it obviously makes you feel good, but the reality is and the reason I share that is not from a a boasting or from an ego concept, but it's it's what we are known for with with and through no quit living and and it's not from an ego perspective of like, oh, we want to be, you know, Mr. Accountability or Mr. No Quit, but the reason the reason it's really neat is whether it's sports business, a team, a corporation, a sales department, or just working with some of the individual clients I work with, we break down accountability and self-accountability. And the two big things we found is that you need to hold yourself to a higher level of accountability than anybody else holds you to. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple to hear. It's very easy to conceptualize, but it's not simple and easy to do. And that's one of the things we really talk about is then we take it a step further and say, okay, forget the ultimate goal down the road what can you do today what can you do tomorrow to not only improve your accountability but to improve or to get closer to whatever goal or objective it is that you have so for example if i was working with you and you were in between jobs we would basically break it down and say, okay aaron what can you do tomorrow and then what can you do on thursday to hold yourself to a higher level of accountability so you will be one step closer or one day or one week closer to getting your new job and it's not insanely complicated. There's not 27 steps along the way, but it's really specific. And we break down accountability to what we call the three A's, which are action, application, and attitude. And the question I get almost every single speaking event I do is, if you had to pick one of those three A's, is there one that's the most important? And I would say 100% is action is the most important. And the reason I I share that is, if you have the best coaches, the best mentors, the best knowledge, the best information. And if you put little to no action in, you're going to yield little to no results as opposed to if you have average coaches and maybe an average mentor or you went to an average school, but you took massive amounts of action, you're going to be so much closer to accomplishing whatever goal you have. So those are kind of the the things that we talk about. And we're we're working with actually – we worked with three college basketball teams this last year. and It was really fun because in sports and business and life – the accountability concept and theme continually comes up. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I, I, I love that concept, of the action, application, and aptitude. I love what you said about, uh, you mentioned the word con- uh, conceptualizing. And I, 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 from my experience, that seems to be one of those things that a lot of people don't realize that they struggle with. It's like the old saying, you know, inf- information isn't power, information is potential power. Because if it's not put to use, then what good is it? So uh, I know plenty of people that uh, you know. They'll call me and tell me about some a book that they read that they loved, or some video they watched that you know was motivational, and all these other things. And, and a lot of times, uh, I ask them just mid-conversation, I'm like, "So you know, what are you doing with it? Like, where where is that information going?" And I, I don't say it as like a challenge; it just, just kind of comes out naturally in conversation. But it can catch people off guard because if if we are always conceptualizing what we should be doing as opposed to saying, okay, I just learned this little nugget of wisdom. How can I apply that like you said, Chris, tomorrow and the next day? What can I actually do? What can I actually create with it uh, to get me a, a step closer towards uh, what my next goal is or what my next goals are? Uh, it, it's it's a big it a, makes a big difference. What have you seen, if I can ask, what what have you seen has been, Maybe one of the biggest things, or, or the biggest uh, themes, or habits that help people get beyond that conceptualizing habit and actually start taking that those action steps con- continually and consistently to help them get better results. That's a great question, and and I I think for for me, what
1: I've seen the common theme is whatever that person's goal or objective or company's goal or objective is is I feel, let's just say it's, it's somebody losing 50 pounds. Yeah. Somebody looks at that and they say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start working out. Like I got to, you know, I'll go to this gym. And then all of a sudden they look at that, that big goal and they say, wow, 50 pounds is a lot. Mm -hmm. And I find it becomes paralysis by analysis. And that 50 pound number is too big. So the common theme that we say to people is, okay, don't look at that 50, that 50 is down the road. Let's look at, and break it down into small pieces and w- and being a sports guy what i call is let's have a small victory let's win one game let's win one practice and i had a guest on a couple weeks ago and and we were talking offline and being a sports guy as well is there's never been a championship in any level of sports whether it's high school college professional that was won on one play or in yeah. one game and that's what we do with our with our company is and that's the common theme and why we've been successful and i think hopefully we'll continue to be successful with our clients is we break them down into bite-sized pieces and I think a lot of times people only look at that end result and don't get me wrong you don't want to take your eye off the that end result you still want to have that target but then I say okay don't look at losing 50 pounds let's look at your first two pounds or five pounds or 10 pounds and then the other component that we feel is we talk about momentum a lot and I think people in some ways don't talk about momentum enough and not Mm -hmm. where it's just automatically and you're going down the hill forever, but it's you win your first game and then win your second game on the road. And now all of a sudden, you have a three-game winning streak on the road or you've won four games at home. Now all of a sudden, momentum comes into play. And it's the same thing with business and life is lose that first five pounds. Now you're going to get to six, to seven. All of a sudden, you've lost 10 pounds and and you're along the way, you're 20% of the way to your goal. And I think that's the thing that, that really we break down. And, and I feel that just a lot of people fall under that paralysis by analysis where you only look at that big end result. And like I said, is you just it just complicates things. You say, you know what, I can't do it. But if I said to you, Aaron, if you needed to lose 50 pounds, if you had to over the next three or four days, could you lose a pound or two? Of course you could. But yeah. if, I said, if I said to you, Aaron, all right, over the next three days, I want you to lose 11 pounds. That's probably going to be daunting. And all of a sudden after those few days, you only lose one or two pounds, you're going to give up. So it's it's having those little successes along the way so people don't give up on themselves.
0: I love it, man. That is so practical. I mean, so intelligently practical as well. I mean, because uh, let's face it, we love wins. <laughs> and I, and I, I know, Chris, as a sports guy, I know you, I'm sure you love the, the feel of of winning and celebrate those victories and, the, and that rush that you get from it. And if I, I guess if we just look at that, what you're saying, Chris, from a very practical standpoint, and ask ourselves, okay, what's going to be more enjoyable, like dragging ourselves through the mud until we finally, if ever, tackle that, uh, to use your analogy, that 50 pounds of weight loss or being able to celebrate the win consistently of having lost a pound and, and, and actually celebrating and get those shots of dopamine like, wow, I did it again and I did it again and I, I did it again. And like you said, you start developing that momentum. Uh, that's just a brilliant concept. Uh, to share. And I I hope everybody listening realizes how important it is. So whatever you, the listener, as, as you're working on, what it is you're working on, whether it's building your business or scaling it or taking care of the kids at home or or getting that next raise, setting up those, if you start thinking about what you're doing right now and saying, okay, how can I rearrange this and set things up so that I have constant wins set up in my life, like Chris is talking about, um, I think it's gonna—it's definitely something that's going to help you build momentum and enjoy the process, uh, hopefully even more than you already are right now. Uh, Chris, I, I definitely appreciate you sharing those nuggets of wisdom with us. They're definitely things we can put to use. Uh, I, I, if you're okay with it, um, I want to respect your time, but I, I definitely got some, some questions I'd love to fire off with you, on you to wrap up the tail end, or last third at least of this episode. Is that cool with you? Hundred percent, my man. I'm uh, whatever, whatever time and whatever you need. I'm here. First question I have is this: What is what's something that you can share that is a recent or significant challenge that you had to deal with, or maybe you're even dealing with it with it now still? And how have you overcome it, or how are you overcoming it? Uh, what What lessons can you share regarding a challenge?
1: Definitely, uh, still uh, still going through it, so it's a little bit uh, ripe right now. So I'll just share. So it was probably in end of January, uh, early February when I made a pretty tough decision that I realized that I had some of the wrong people on my bus and in my corner. Mm -hmm. And I met an amazing person uh, at a speaking event I did in in January this past year. And basically, I connected with that person and I realized with that person's help that I had some of those wrong people that were were in my corner. And I want to be very clear, it doesn't mean bad people, it doesn't mean they're doing anything illegal. But what I realized was that to get the right people onto my bus mm-hmm. I had to I had to get those people off of my bus and the reason I say that is is to use an analogy everybody knows is is if you have let's say 10 seats on your bus and if if you have only 7 people on your bus you can bring two or three people on mm-hmm. si- size-wise but if if one or two of those 7 are not the right people and if you bring those three new people on you still have those one or two people that are not Really, in your best interest, and really have your have your best interest at heart, and they're really not in your corner. So the reason I share that is is I had to make a couple tough decisions that I needed to get those wrong people off of my bus, and yeah. it was tough conversations, and it was definitely not easy. It was a couple of people that I'm close with, and some people that you know you definitely have to unfortunately uh, bite the bullet. But my point is, I'm still working on it. Where it's the twofold, as I briefly mentioned before, is. I have to be that person for, for other people as well, as I mentioned to you. Is so you can't be in my corner and on my bus and everything's great, but then I'm not on your bus and I'm not yeah. in your corners. So for me, it's a, it's a challenge that I want to make sure that I know that the people that are on my bus or in my corner have my best interests and they bring more positivity in my life as opposed to negativity. And then the flip side is when people pick up their phone to call me or text me or they want to grab lunch or something, I want them to know that I'm more positive to them than negative and i also want them to know that if and when they have a challenge or an obstacle i'm going to have their back and like i said it's it's been going on since the end of the end of january and it's going through now but like i said as i've, I've met some amazing people that have come on my bus and as i referenced that individual that really helped me kind of see
0: things differently and in a more positive way moving forward uh, chris i definitely appreciate you sharing something you know that personal, that raw, that, that recent. And uh, I'm sure all of us in our own way, we have, we have to make those calls, you know, because when we say yes to, to people, as far as the time we invest in them and, you know, the, the, the social circles we have, if we're saying yes to certain people that just aren't the best choices for us, then we're saying no to somebody else. We're saying no to the the people that we need to bring in to accomplish our, our bigger goals. And it, it is such a tough, a tough call to make, tough conversations to have, uh, but I think it also is something that can, that can, in the long game, um, pay dividends to everybody involved. Um, I think it creates wins for you. I think it creates wins to the people that you bring into your bus, as, as you said, and I think it can, even, under the right circumstances, it even creates wins for some of the people that have you've had to separate from a little bit, because uh, all of us... In our own way we're examples and when people see what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it uh we're watched a lot more than i think you and i realize and everybody listening if you didn't know people are watching you a heck of a lot more than you realize especially if you're someone who's who's uh building something or building a mission or working on something that's bigger and beyond just you yourself so um that's a powerful lesson chris i I appreciate you sharing that and everybody keep it in mind like you know like uh, was it Jim Rohn that said you're, we're the average of the five people that we spend the most time with, and we, we, we've got to re, we've got to remember that it, it's I lo- it's important I love that to remember. Quote. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I, I love that quote.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely true, definitely powerful, and it's uh, it's timeless for sure. So let's flip the lens uh, around on that question and, and go the other way with it. What's something that's been totally working for you that's been just helping you thrive in business and or life? Something that you can share with everybody, whether it's a habit or a tool or an app, I don't care what it is, what's something that's been totally rocking it for you lately?
1: You know, uh, I'm a tech guy myself and, and it's not an app and it's not a tool. It's actually something that's so basic and simple, but a very good friend of mine. And uh, he was on my show in, in July, and, and he's basically like a, a second father to me. He gives away and so excuse me, he gives away so much of his time, money, and effort to others. And what's really helped me is a concept that I talk about all the time, almost on every single show, and definitely at every single speaking event I do in some way is is the concept of paying it forward to others with zero mm. expectations in return. Oh, that's so yes, and <laughs> and. You know, I, I, I'm i not going to say it now because I'm not sure when this is going to release, but when your show releases or when you were a guest on my show, I share a quick minute and a half story at the end of my wrap-up that I don't tell a lot of people about, but it had a really positive impact on my life. And what I will share about that story is I had an opportunity to pay something forward. It wasn't monetary-wise as far as a huge thing. It wasn't a crazy time commitment, but it was just something that I felt that I needed to do and wanted to do. And... I have to tell you that for the rest of that afternoon i literally felt like i was flying on on cloud nine and the reason being is i did something for somebody else they had no idea that i did it for them they had no idea who it was that did it for them but i know for a fact whatever impact it had on them and hopefully it had a positive impact on them it doesn't even come close to the impact it had on me and when i say it had on me i definitely had a like i said a hop in my step for my kids and yeah. for my coworkers and for people I connect with. So we've been talking about that all the time. So for your listeners, one thing I would say is is tomorrow, tonight, whenever you're reading this, think about doing something for somebody else. And it doesn't mean money, time, it could be, but my point is it could be something as simple as holding the door open for somebody that is 10, 15, 20 feet away. Yeah. It could be something as simple as buying a fireman or a police officer or a service worker, a cup of coffee or, or something like that. But it, but I, I can't stress enough, if you as a country, if we and as a mm-hmm. world continually do things for other people with zero expectations in return, I think the negativity is going to drop and the positivity, is, there's no way the positivity couldn't rise.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely love that sentiment. I couldn't have, I, if you gave me three hours to pick the best thing you could have said after that question, I, I could have done better. I definitely appreciate that, and yes, everybody listening. If if there's one, I'm going to go ahead and pick a favorite <laughs> today, Chris. If there's one thing that I that I truly hope people get, and there's been plenty that Chris has been sharing with us that's just been excellent that we can all uh, and we can all apply and all should apply to our business and/or our life. But if nothing else, but that to remember that we have the ability and opportunity to do something good for somebody else and absolutely not look over our shoulder waiting for the get-back. I like to call it giving with both hands. Um, I like that. that. I like that. Giving with both hands. Yeah, yeah. I, I use that analogy, uh, you know, because a lot of people give and then they got the other hand out waiting for, okay, I just gave this to you. What are you going to give me back? But that's not giving. That's an exchange. But if we're willing to just give with both hands and let that be the reward... Man, that's such a – you gave me goosebumps when you were talking about it because that's just such an awesome feeling, man. It's timeless, and it never gets old. So thank you you for that.
1: No, I appreciate it. to interject just real quick on that is I don't talk on my show Politics or Religion because you could start World War III. But what I I believe is is when you do things for the right reasons, like you said, with both hands and not for the give back, it might not come back to you. It might come back to a family member, a friend, one of your kids, to a spouse. But I firmly believe – that if you give and you pay it forward for all the right reason, it comes back. Like I said, it might not be to you, it could be to someone who stayed away. But the reality is, I believe, when you put positive vibes out there and you do things for the right reason, it just it's almost like a, you know, it's just a frisbee where you're having a catch with somebody. You throw it to somebody and they're gonna either throw it back to you or to somebody else and I just, I, I can't stress that enough to your listeners is, is I just, and I do that on my show often is just challenge yourself to do something. And like I said, it doesn't have to be money. So even if you find yourself, we well, you don't have a lot of extra money, that's fine. Hold the door open for somebody, you yeah. know, in, tra- in traffic or someone's merging, you know, is it really a big deal to, you know, to speed up and not let that person in yeah. because, you know, and, and it's funny, but like literally I've had emails and people have responded saying no, I did this or I did that. And it's just awesome when people do that.
0: Love it, man! Absolutely love it. I appreciate the convo. Uh, I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to ask a, a, another big question, if I could. On top of that, what's next big on the horizon for you, man? What can we look forward to next as the big thing for Chris Worth that people may not, not even know is coming? What's something big that you're looking to create and bring into the world that we can look forward to?
1: I'm I'm really glad you, you asked that. So uh, one thing that I'm really, really excited about is a good friend of mine, Dana and I, we met at a speaking event. We are launching a company called Pathway, the number two, positivity.com. And we just launched a, a Facebook page. And what I found, and, and she and I connected, as I said, at, at that event, just very like-minded is we want to be that place where people come to and they know that there's only positivity. And it's not the fluff of everything's great, you know, everything's amazing. But it's that place, whether it's a quote or a story or mm-hmm. a video. And I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how many legs it has. But I can tell you we're at the very, very, very early stages. But the initial feedback we've gotten from people has just been amazing. And and like I said, it's the, the company is Pathway, the number two, positivity.com. We're actually, we haven't even launched the website yet. But we launched our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com pathway to number two positivity.com so hopefully some people can check it out follow it like the page and and the one thing that that we haven't spoken about at all Dane and i is is there's no monetary goal there's no sales objective it's actually a very selfish goal of we want to get this positivity out to as many people as we can and what happens from that no idea but it's been awesome. It's been fun, and I got to say, is is it reminds me of a quote that I just have to uh, share real quick. Is it's by Albert Hubbard. Is positive anything is better than better than negative nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. That's the first time I heard that one. I like it. I'm gonna have to jot that one down. Uh, I love that. For everybody listening, um, if you didn't catch that, it's pathway to to positivity.com with the number two. Uh, I'm definitely going to link that up in the show notes for this episode. So if you're on the website right now or um, uh, if you just look on the search bar on the top right of the screen, just type in Worth, W-I-R-T-H. Uh, it'll take you to this episode with Chris and I, and you can snag on that. Uh, click on the link and, and get straight there to check out the Facebook page and the website when it's up. Uh, I'll definitely look forward to supporting you with that, Chris. That sounds amazing. I appreciate it's definitely it. worthwhile. I can't wait to see uh, where that goes, how it grows. And certainly happy to contribute to that in any way that I can. Chris, the most important question I can ask you is to share with everyone how they can get a hold of you and, and see the work you're doing, uh, connect with the work you're doing, um, take advantage of the services you offer, listen to your podcast and be a part of your world. Where can they find you, my friend?
1: I appreciate that. So, for me, the the best way is actually from our Facebook page which is facebook.com/noquitliving or our website which is noquitliving.com. We also have a Instagram page that we're we're working on now laun- launching and trying to get it out there. And one thing that I love to do and and I appreciate the opportunity just to talk about the connection is love to connect with people. So I give out actually my personal email address, which is Chris at noquitliving dot com. So anybody that'd like to connect would love the opportunity. And then as you mentioned, I really appreciate the opportunity for people that are interested to check out our podcast, which is on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, and just a A selfish plug for you is you are episode number 112, which comes out next Tuesday, (laughs) which is the 17th of April. So by the time this comes out, anybody can search. And if you're going to listen to a podcast and you obviously are listening to this podcast, then definitely the first one you should listen to in No Quit Living is episode number 112.
0: Thanks, Chris. I so appreciate that, man. I didn't expect it. That's pretty cool of you. Uh, Chris, I can't thank you enough for the time uh certainly am grateful uh far more than you i think you know already for this connection and this this friendship that we're developing uh and i thank you for the time for sharing so much to all our listeners and of course everybody listening um you as you're sitting there or standing or biking or running or jogging whatever you're doing listening to the show i appreciate you i guarantee you chris appreciate you as well uh, and thanks for spending some time with us today uh chris any final parting words my friend
1: you know, I really appreciate the, the opportunity to be here. You were a great guest on my show. And I would just say that my only parting words I have to to your listeners is it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We're all going to encounter those obstacles. And if you truly believe in what you're doing, who you're doing it with or why you're doing it, just don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams and just go, th- go through. And, and even if you have to go through the motions today or tomorrow to get through, just don't give up and keep going.
0: Well-spoken, well-spoken. Everybody, Chris Worth, Christopher Worth. Check him out at NoQuitLiving.com. And uh, make sure you drop him a line. Tell him thank you for stopping by today on Unbreakable Success. Chris, you and I are definitely going to talk soon, and I appreciate you, my man. Thank you, man. I definitely appreciate you as well. Thank you again for joining me in another episode. And I sincerely appreciate Chris for being here and sharing so much with you and I. I would love to ask you to do me a very quick and powerful favor. While you're here, hop over to iTunes and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss another episode. I'd I'd love to make sure you get every single episode like this that comes out. And while you're there, it's massively important and you'll be paying it forward by leaving a five star rating and a review to share what it was that you got from today from our conversation with Chris that really felt like it made a difference for you, Uh, you that you would be shocked to realize how powerful it is for people when they browse all these different shows on iTunes to actually be able to read something and relate to uh, your perspective because it'll be valuable to them and they'll realize, you know what? If I listen to this listen to this show, maybe something will change and improve for me as well. So if you got something from this episode or any episode, make sure you pay it forward and leave a rating and review so others will get the benefits that you've been getting. And as I mentioned earlier in this, uh, at the beginning of this episode, if you haven't yet got your copy of Million Dollar Influence, you can grab it right now totally free. It's at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash MDI. And there's actually a special bonus on the tail end of that because you're going to find out how you can get the opportunity to uh, join in on a live coaching session with me uh, to learn from me directly, get some new perspective on a regular basis. And as soon as you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash MDI, you'll find out how you can get that because one of the most important things for all of us is to make sure that we have, on a consistent basis, we have coaching, we have some curriculum, and we have some community to keep us pointed in the direction that we want to be going. And I'd love to make sure you have that as well. Keithhawkins.com forward slash MDI to get your copy of Million Dollar Influence and find out how to join me each and every month. So until next time, please make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're taking care of each other and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I will talk to you next time.